Infertile Mafia. That's Sarah. And that's Kayla. It's National Infertility Awareness Week. And the theme this year is hashtag infertility uncovered. We have had some great guests on the podcast over the past year. That's right. We've been out for a whole year now. We're so old. I know, right? We're learning to walk. Uh, We're eating solid (laughs) foods. Yeah. Uh, We might have a few words that we can actually say. Like We're growing some teeth. Our hair's a little longer. Yep. It's maybe has a few curls. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. We've had some great guests on the podcast that have uncovered lots of different aspects and perspectives on infertility. So we thought this week we wanted to give you an episode every day um, for National Infertility Awareness Week and give you updates on some of our mafia members that we've included on the podcast and share some highlights from their interviews. There are some good updates. Yeah, there are. Yeah. So... Without further ado, enjoy the special bonus episode from your mob bosses of the Infertile Mafia. First day, God's day. Sunday, fun day. <laughs> Sunday, fun day. Or God's day. Or God's day. Um, it's Easter. I, it's, it's Easter. Today is Easter. So let's talk about jacking off. okay today for the first day of national infertility awareness week i thought we could talk about men and infertility and play some play a clip my interview with my husband bill is his name bill no his first or is it william okay here's the thing about yes okay yes and yes (laughs) he's still uh he still finds his own name kind of annoying because, and he teases his parents about it because his first name is John. <laughs> okay. His middle name is William. He goes by Bill because that's what his parents called him. Well, that's why. <laughs> exactly. It's very confusing. That was, yeah. So, right. And he he gets annoyed when people are like, is Bill your real name? <laughs> He's like, um, yes, it is a, my real name, but it's not my first name. <laughs> you know, that's a legitimate question. What, is that your real name or is that your first name? Is that your real name? Are you just Bill or are you William? Oh, sure, sure. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But I mean... It'd be like if someone called me Bitsy or something. <laughs> be like, is that a real name? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Bill, it sounds like... To me, I, I've always joked that he's he was like 40 when he was four. He's, yeah. He's so, he's just an old soul. <laughs> Did they ever call him Billy? Yes. His, his aunts and uncles still call him Billy. It's pretty cute, actually. And his grandmother. It's pretty cute. Aw. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in our interview with Bill, he's going to talk about the male perspective on infertility. And then as a bonus clip, we're sharing uh, a drunk fertility story about the guy who discovered sperm. Do you remember him, Sarah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, he's a, he's a looker. He's the guy with the curls, you know? <laughs> Girls love curls. Girls love curls. 
and then <laughs> we share our reenactment of Dan and Miriam that had us rolling. Oh, that was a good one. It was such a good one. Oh, Dan and Miriam, they're like forever part of the mafia. You're in it. Yes. <laughs> so enjoy this clip on men and infertility. Are there any men in the audience? Mm, not that I know of, but... I don't know. Some of the women in our Facebook told us that their husbands listen, which I was extremely flattered by. <laughs> Have you seen the TV show Drunk History? Uh, I haven't watched it, but I've heard of it. You know the premise. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could do that with, like, drunk infertility history. That'd be fun. Just get a little tipsy and then tell stories about... <laughs> yeah. Anton, do you see his name? Yeah. Uh, how would you say that? <laughs> Lee Wenhoke? <laughs> Hokey? Uh, Hokey? No, Hoke. He's got a Hokey name. Anton Van... I think it's... Oh, like, I forgot the Van. Van Lee Wenhoke. And Anton Van Leeuwenhoek. Oh, yeah, the W would make a V sound. I think he's Dutch. So I think it I, still counts. It's like German, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot of vowels. So, yeah, okay. But the dude's name, Anton van Leeuwenhoek. And oh, that sounded good. <laughs> We're just going to go with it. It might be totally wrong, but it sounds right. So... He was the guy who, so he was like a master craftsman of draperies, right? <laughs> I wish you guys could see Sarah's face sometimes. That's random. I know. It's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a drapery craftsman, but on the side, I like to study sperm. You know, <laughs> everyone has their hobbies. Okay. And Don't he studied him, a guys. lot of sperm, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, he was big into drapes, also big into sperm. <laughs> and politics. And politics. Um, I don't know. I don't know what his political leaning was. I do know that we're going back to 1677. So, this was a long, t long time ago. Okay. And uh, he invented a microscope, essentially. It was really just a lens, a high-powered <laughs> high lens. And uh, so he just was like, hey, what can I look at under this lens? Can't you just see it? Like, I'm going to... Anything you could get his hands on. Let's look at <laughs> Literally. some splooge. Yeah. It's like, let's try out splooge. Let's see. So in 1677... He was able to view sperm cells from two semen samples. <laughs> <laughs> his own and his student apprentice, Johann Ham. How old was, was Johann Ham? Yeah, student apprentice. Mm -hmm. There might have been a little risky business going Poor on. Poor Johann. <laughs> when I first read this, I first, like, when I was just skimming it, I read John Ham. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
in my mind, it's Don Draper <laughs> in this story. Oh, I was thinking the wet, hot American summer movie. Oh, but it's John Hamm, right? Yeah, yeah. So in my so because check out um, Anton down there. I put a picture of him for you, Sarah. See yeah, him? yeah, with his hair. Yeah, that hair is like what is his secret to those curls? It's a wig. Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> that's the secret. Wig snatched. <laughs> So I'm picturing this guy. I'll post him on our Instagram page. This guy, Anton and John Hamm. Okay? This is... <laughs> okay, um, that's what's happening. Just two guys in the lab. Just a no big deal. <laughs> so, okay, so after viewing sperm in both samples, Anton wrote a letter to the Royal Society, which I don't know what that... Do you know what that is? Uh, nope. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Just a Describing, group of people. Yeah, a lot of probably fancy people, right? I don't know. And apparently they wanted to hear about sperm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, he wrote them a letter describing what he saw. And he said, I observed a multitude of... He called them animalcules animalcules that sounds like a like like a tv show for little kids animalcules animalcules yeah they need a they need a theme song they were less than a millionth the size of a coarse grain of sand with thin undulating tails sounds about right so he also included a sketch which you can see above and people say now that his sketch was like spot on in 1677. <laughs> so, Good for him. Yeah, he no- he noted that all the sperm cells he saw weren't identical. They were different shapes. Some had moving tails. Some had still tails. And so this drawing, along with the letter that he wrote, was basically provided the basis for how semen is an analyzed even today and how it was understood back then and now. So we have Anton and John Hamm to thank for their semen samples as the first semen analysis on record. Do you think the Royal Society is like, um, you just told us that you're molesting your apprentice? I'm guessing they didn't care. I'm thinking more they were like, um, why are you describing your splooge to us? Or they're like, that's what's in there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I also read that he thought that there was like a little bitty tiny person inside the sperm that just <laughs> kept growing and like turned into a human being. So it all came from the man. Mm-hmm. Of course. And so... Wouldn't that thought line go to people who can't have children that it's like a man's problem? Uh, Instead of the king cutting his wives' heads off? Right. Man, it's tough to be a woman. I don't I mean, I'm sure they came up with some reason to justify why it has to be a woman's problem. I don't know. But that's an interesting <laughs> story. Yeah, so thanks, Anton. You and your wig are just rocking it. <laughs> so uh, we asked uh, some listeners about if they would 
ask their husbands or spouses or whoever to share their experience from the male perspective. So we're going to share some of those. Uh, okay. So this next one, we we're are going to role play. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to okay. be Dan. Yeah. Sarah's going to be Dan. I'm going to be Miriam. Um, where are they from? Should they have an accent? Maybe. Nah, I can't do an <laughs> accent. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I could read it in a Texas accent. Sure. Okay, Miriam, you are officially Texan. Okay? Okay, here we go. I can turn this on. Here we go. Channel my inner Texan. Okay. Oh, and just so you know, she, uh, Miriam was at work with her husband, and so she had him captive. And that's how this next conversation was brought to you. Yes, I think she. I think they were in the car together. He was taking her to work, oh. so she was like, "Listen, I have some questions." Oh, I was thinking that she went to work with him. But well, she's. This makes more sense that <laughs> okay. he drove her to work. Here we go, Texas Miriam. How does our journey make you feel? <laughs> Mad and useless. I feel like I'm to blame. He's not. I have PCOS. I feel useless because all I have to do is go into a room and makes a jerk off hand motion. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Sarah just made a jerk off hand motion. And you have to go almost daily to be poked and prodded and then have surgery and be in lots of pain. I feel like there's nothing I can do to help. I just stab you in the stomach every day and you get ice packs. What's worse, the jerk off room or giving me shots? First, <laughs> I should have done this as like an effeminate voice because I feel like I'm better at that. First, don't call it a jerk off room. <laughs> You're making it weird. Stop making it weird. <laughs> I hate giving you shots. <laughs> no, man. Uh, no man wants to think about stabbing their wife every day unless they're like uh, Marshall Mathers. <laughs> I feel like a monster when oh, I do. No. I don't like hurting you. I just have to keep thinking this is all worth it. <laughs> okay dan just termed extremely feminine there at the end <laughs> oh man i hope miriam and dan are not insulted right now <laughs> i'm really glad she sent us a script <laughs> i know we are in no way making fun of you guys we're just idiots is all it is <laughs> okay um so she, after he says, don't call it a jerk-off room, you're making it weird, stop making it weird, she, she follows up with another question on the jerk-off room. She says, so what are your thoughts on the room? It's awkward. Next question. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. And then she finally says, last thoughts? I think I'm a good person and would be a great dad. 
So why is it, oh, I'm not making fun of him at all. So why is it that people who don't even try can have a kid? I'm excited because we got so close with our last round and I just know it's going to work this time. I'm just ready. Um, and then she said our first round ended in miscarriage and we are planning our next uh, frozen embryo transfer. Yeah. And she also said that Dan is a trooper and he's a bigger help than he knows. He hates talking about this kind of stuff. So I appreciate that he opened up a little bit to me. We appreciate oh, it yeah. too. Thanks, Dan. We I'm were sorry. not making fun of you, Dan. No, 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 no. Not at all. I mean, I feel like that's the essence of like why there's not very many outlets or resources for men going through infertility because of exactly what Dan said. He's like, it's awkward. Next question. <laughs> Pretty much sounds like what Peter would say. Yeah, they don't want to linger on it like we do and literally analyze everything about everything. I yeah, I just look at Peter. I'm like, what do you? What's wrong? He's like, nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, tell me what you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Or Bill's like, well, now I'm thinking that you're annoying. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah. So thanks for doing that, Miriam. Mm-hmm. We we enjoyed that. Thank you. And tell Dan thank you. Give yes. him a big hug and a big smooch from the Infertile Mafia. Yeah. Or, I mean, if that's weird, just from you. From you. <laughs> and say give him a high five from us there you go (laughs) or give him a no i better not i was gonna make a really bad inappropriate joke i won't all right Uh. (laughs) (laughs) like what is it gonna be but i can guess yeah i mean the whole time we've been talking about doing this episode i keep getting that song in my head yummy yummy for the boy Oh, I thought you were going to say, yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy. (laughs) That song? (laughs) Have you heard that song? In the context of sperm, that is just... (laughs) I think that's what it's about. Really? (laughs) You just ruined that song for me. Thanks a lot, Sarah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. I'm going to have to go back and listen now. Maybe we can play one of these two songs on the bump out. Okay. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that song, uh, the second line of that song, it's like, let's hear it for the boy. Isn't it? Let's give the boy a hand. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that. So we're just ruining songs left and right for people on this podcast. I guarantee none of you are going to listen to either one of those songs the same way again. I don't know how you could listen to the yummy, yummy song and not mm. hear that. I, th- I would think of like cake or a hot dog. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm not. I was thinking of things that I enjoy eating. Oh, anyway. <laughs> um, okay. The next thing we're going to do is play an interview, or not an interview, a conversation that I had with Bill. So uh, I felt like that you guys needed at least one actual perspective from a man that wasn't me and Sarah. So 
I roped Bill into being interviewed. So we'll go ahead and play his interview now. Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy and I feel like I'm loving you. Love you such a sweet thing, uh, I feel like I'm actually doing an... I feel like I'm actually doing a remote interview with someone because you're in our closet and I'm still in Houston. This is our episode on, uh, we were giving a shout out to all the men in our lives and uh, just like talking to, talk, sharing some of their stories and experiences about how infertility affected them. So I figured we should hear from an actual man. So thanks for filling in that void since I don't have a penis. <laughs> You're welcome. So, I've just got a few questions for you. I d- I don't even know if I've asked you some of these ever before, but so the first one would be like how do you think you personally dealt with the pain or the stress of infertility, like not being able to get pregnant year after year? I knew it was ongoing. I knew it was a challenge. But uh, I had a lot of faith that the steps we were going through were going to work. And obviously the miscarriage we had in the fall of 2015, uh, no, 2014, was a major blow. And that took me a long time to get over. But I never felt like the things we were doing when we started IVF were hopeless. I felt like it was a lot of work. I felt like it was a lot of time that we had to commit to this sort of thing and and time that we therefore couldn't commit to other things in our lives. But I never felt like it would never happen. And you drank a lot of gin. But I would have done that anyway. <laughs> right. So you mentioned our miscarriage. I was actually going to ask you about that. Uh, because I guess my question was going to be what was the hardest part of the whole experience. And I was going to guess that you probably would say the miscarriage. Yeah. And you just said it took you a while to recover from that. Like what did that look like for you day to day? Or how did it, I mean... I I obviously know how it made me personally feel, and it was, like, hard to even get out of bed some days. But, and and I have actually never heard you say it was the hardest part of the experience for you. Um, so maybe you can talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was just, it was hard. It was our, we'd been through a lot already by then, and we were so excited, and we had shared the news with, our families, and even with some close friends. Not many close friends, but a few. And when we lost that child, it was, I mean, naturally, it was very hard. It was hard. It went from uh, what felt like a vindication of all the effort, time, money, stress, emotion that we had spent to get to that point, and then it was gone. Just like that. Just like that. And uh, it just felt like, I don't want to say like it was all a failure, because that's not the right word, but it just felt like uh, 
we were starting over again. And then through the coming spring, when uh, both, well, the, the, that baby would have been due in May. So it would have been shortly after Mother's Day and shortly before Father's Day. And I remember thinking about it a lot uh, on each of those days, both Mother's and Father's Day, and thinking, man, we don't get to celebrate this like we might have. But at the same time, at the same time, I knew that we had good doctors helping us with this journey and that uh, what we had gone through wasn't all that abnormal. Other people had been through it too, who had taken the steps we had taken so far, and that we just needed to keep our heads up and try again. And we did, twice more. Do you remember after you came home and the initial shock wore off and we both bawled in each other's arms, do you remember the first thing we did? No. We walked across the street and got a beer. No. We drowned our sorrows in beer. <laughs> and we weren't alone, as you discovered more than me through the online community about infertility. And that was very comforting. When people approach me in public, which, as you know, they do it all the time because we have twins. And more often than not, I'll... When they ask if they run in the family, I just immediately jump to, no, we did IVF. <laughs> like, do you find that it more readily just rolls off your tongue now? <laughs> I mean, if there's a reason for it to come up, it's not like it's hard for you to talk about it. No, it's not hard for me to talk about it. Yeah. In fact, the, 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 the fellow I mentioned a minute ago who I recently learned had, had been struggling with, with fertility and, and is now pregnant... I told him, I said, one of the biggest things for me that made this all easier was to just uh, just get on board and just stop feeling like there's something wrong with you and just know that this, this is just something that happens. And that lifted my spirits a lot. I want to wrap it up with a brief acronym quiz for you. Are you game? Yeah, I'll probably fail, but yeah, I'm game. I'm expecting you to fail. It's okay. If there's any men listening, let's see how well you do. <laughs> okay. These are all acronyms related to infertility. Bill just took a big gulp of his gin and tonic. I think he's nervous. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first one is TTC. Trying to conceive. Oh, he's one. He's one for one. BFP. BFP. <laughs> B as in boy. F as in Frank. Fuck. <laughs> BFP. Best friend's penis. <laughs> um. No. Big. Fat positive, or big fucking positive, however you want to use that term. Best friend's penis. I like that, though. Um, if you know what BFP is, maybe you know what BFN is. Big fat negative. Oh, guys, 
Bill wasn't born yesterday. He has an economics degree from the fine University of Notre Dame. He's really good at problem solving and thinking on his feet. Bill McDougal, everyone. <laughs> yes, you got it. Big fat negative. <laughs> okay. B D. I don't think you're gonna get this one. <laughs> uh big diaper. Um, no. But uh sort of real it's baby dance, which means to have sex. It's stupid. That one's so stupid. That one is um, stupid. Okay. O P K. Uh, <laughs> this one I think I know. It's it's uh, oh. ovulation prediction kit. <gasps> wow! I'm so impressed. How did you know that? I know stuff. <laughs> you know stuff. Okay, awesome. All right, well, then I'll let you get back to organizing and drinking your gin. I love you very much. Thank you. Love you, too. Bye, honey. Bye-bye. Whatever, I don't know. <laughs> Who even does know. that song? Uh, Ohio Express. Oh. Never heard of them. Okay, me neither. That's it for today. Join us again soon for another episode. <laughs> that was so cute, Sarah. That's oh, it you. for today. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> yibba, yibba, yibba. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, if you need more, join our closed Facebook groups called The Infertile Mafia and The Infertile Mafia Bosses and Babies. And that Facebook group is for um, anyone who has gone through infertility, but maybe now is pregnant or adopting or doing surrogacy, anything that's kind of after the infertility, but you're still infertile, you're kind of in that limbo. Um, and of course, um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, give us a rating and review if you like the show. You can email us at infertilemafia at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at infertilemafia podcast. <laughs> Speaking of emails, did you see that one email we got from some random person that said, I need money? Send me money. <laughs> yes. Guys, please don't send us emails that say send me money. We don't have any. No. You should know this. We're uh -huh. infertile. We don't have <laughs> money. <laughs> and not money to send to random people on the internet. <laughs> But you can send us an email about infertility stuff if you want. Absolutely. If you want to um, let us share some kind of unique experience or something unique about you, a good jerk-off room story, anything like that, we love, we love, love, love hearing from Mafia members. So absolutely email us. But don't ask us for money because we don't have any. Hey, thanks again for joining us today on the Infertile Mafia. Bye. Bye.